Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. Now, a statista says that when it comes to advertising spend in South Africa by 2023, it's estimated to have grown uh, to 34.9 billion rand. And that's from around 29.5 billion rand in 2018. What is the state of the advertising industry in South Africa and what's the business behind that? Let's speak to Leslie Adams, the sales director at Reach Africa. Leslie, thanks for your time. I want to say Happy New Year, but it's feeling like it's a little bit late to do that. What's the state of advertising industry in South Africa at the moment? That's a very difficult question to answer, really. I think advertising, when you hear stats about it's growing year on year, is always an interesting one to sort of, um, it's a perspective-driven opinion, really. On the one end, you see print as a category within media in decline. You see the difference of the growth in broadcasting, both in radio and TV. And of course, this mega wave of digital media sort of crossing across Africa, growing at sort of double-digit space. So it's an interesting space. It's a challenge space, as, as many spaces are at the moment. But I guess it's a healthy business, for lack of a better description. There's so much competing um, for advertising uh, for space, rather, for our attention. I know that, you know, even if I'm working, which is not maybe the best thing to be saying right now, but there's so many things that are vying for my attention, whether it's on the phone, uh, so many influencers. If you open a social media app like X, which used to be called Twitter, there's 50,000 ads. It feels like they're all for alcohol. I don't understand that. Um, but how do you, in a space like this, which is quite crowded, stand out and, and have an impact? It's arguably the, the most difficult question every marketer has to answer all the time. I think the, the alluding to the attention economy around how we are so distracted, how every screen, every message flying at us is vying for our attention, for a piece of our mind at the time, is quite an interesting sort of battle that marketers face today. What we do know, as a matter of fact, is that ultimately this, the, the, the smartphone has, has interrupted and, and inserted itself into every environment, whether it be work, meetings, uh, watching TV, being with family is there. And I think the digital space has become very exciting, very competitive, and very crowded. So it's a very difficult, or it's not a straightforward answer. I think it's a challenge every brand has to answer. I think every marketer out there battles with it on an ongoing basis. And I think the the absolute currency, as you mentioned, is ultimately you and I's attention, and can they cut through the noise? Okay, what else is, I mean, I mentioned in South Africa to be quite difficult to to find and keep a specific kind of com- customer because there's so many people in South Africa with so many different mindsets, upbringings, uh, languages even. As an as an advertiser, if you want to target even one group of people, there's so many layers that you have to kind of go through in order to make sure that your message gets through. I think it's, it's actually one of the better descriptions of who, how multiverse an individual actually is, right? We can be one individual at work and a completely different individual at home. So our search history at work could represent one thing, and our interest at work could represent one thing, whereas our personal searches on our phone, where it be at home or anywhere else, could be very different. I think different media will always offer different opportunities to capture you within an environment. So as a lack of a better description, if if you're advertising alcohol in a bar environment, that seems to be a captured market who's there to have a drink. Whereas if you're, you know, serving a TV ad of a vehicle brand, that could be very different in that space in terms of a longer tail, in terms of the return on investment, or if you actually capture the, the correct attention of the correct person at the correct time. The, the marketing conundrum around this is that you have to use multiple sort of touch points, right? It's everything from outdoor to radio to 
TV to digital media, with social media or, or streaming, all of these all of these sort of platforms and, and touch points play a role within an individual's sort of mindset. And being able to sort of capture attention and then cut to the noise and then reach the right person at the right time when they're ready to buy or act on your message is quite an interesting conundrum all marketers face all the time. The 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 interesting thing is ultimately is that you know we have so many influences on this. We have this macro influences, micro influences, personal influences that always will affect how you react to a certain message at, the, at a different time. Yeah, and I guess staying with the trying to the capture people and and where you do that. There's also so much newness that we spoke about in in the beginning of the interview. For instance, influencer marketing wasn't really a thing even five, 10 years ago, and, and now it is. And there's some people who prefer and want to go for the newer, cooler, hotter thing. Um, but I think there's still so much value in the more traditional, old school methods of advertising. Uh, is that the case or is that just me being a little bit of an oldie and thinking that it's nicer to have traditional stuff? I think it boils down to the different markets you speak to and how they consume the media and the world around them. Uh-huh. So, so as an example, the younger generation, the, they experience the world first through their screens and then in the, in the real world, whereas the, it's the inverse for, for a slightly older generation. So they all they all fit into the sort of matrix of tools and places where you need to speak to them in different spaces. So as an example, you know, if you want to find, if you want to get us a, a, a clear and impactful message to a, a younger audience, digital may be your starting point, but it may not be your only point. I will never advocate for the use of traditional or digital or, or, or broadcasting offline messages, as well as, you know, digital online messages. I think they have to work in, in together as a team to sort of cut through the noise. But different markets, different age groups, different backgrounds, different connectivity types obviously lends itself better in different environments. And that, and that's really the, the, the sort of context we have to find ourselves in as marketers across the board. Yes, there is growth, but if you look at the average consumption, if you look at 30 years ago, we, were, we almost consumed radio and, and TV isolation. Now, I'd, I'd bet that there's, not, there's very few individuals out there set listening to radio or TV without their cell phone in, in their hand, scrolling through social media or something else out there. So this this multi-screen world or this multi-touchpoint world means that our attention is always split across multiple platforms. And if you want to cut through, you have to be across all those platforms, whether it's be outdoor or a digital screen. And how much more do you have to fight as an advertiser in this space, especially if you're talking about that distracted scrolling, scrolling if you're watching something, you're not also watching it fully attentive. You're watching it uh, distracted. And so how do you make sure that that you cut across all that noise and you, and you get to the person you want to in the manner that you want to? Well, I think you alluded to it in your, in your earlier point around the right message, the right offering, the right solution has to find the right person. So targeting is really, really key in all of the marketing scapes. Like if I can find, if I can solve a problem in your life, where, wherever you see that, that, that solution, whether it be outdoor a digital screen on TV, on broadcasting, wherever you encounter that message and that solution that's correct for you, that solves a problem. I think people forget that advertising is not just simply selling stuff, but it's ultimately giving consumers and people out there like you and I solutions to our everyday life problems, right? If you if you have a flat tire, a tire at appears, that solves a problem. If you need airtime and you run out of airtime, that solves, that solves a problem for you. So it's not necessarily just a one-way selling. I think the environment of marketing and advertising is not necessarily just about selling items to, to, to individuals is about solving their real life problems 
as we go forward. I think every entrepreneur says the same thing. Successful entrepreneurs solve big problems. Successful advertising are exactly the same thing. I thought it interesting that you think that during an election, there's a more of a muted response from advertisers, maybe uncertainty. I know when we speak to analysts, like we spoke to an analyst in the beginning of the show, uh, they said, you know, there's a worry that comes with elections. And even in advertising, this happens as well. Why? It's a macro influence. I think we're all concerned in different degrees and from different perspectives of what the election hearing will do. So I think on the starting basis, the public broadcaster, for example, has to give political parties airtime on their TV and broadcasting stations in which they can share with the South African public their message. What this does for every other brand out there, however, is make it a very interesting environment. One, you could be drowned out by this massive electioneering messaging, which could make your message less impactful. And it could, in fact, turn our listeners or viewers or consumers out there away from that messaging or get them more interested depending on who you're speaking to at the time. So the, the macro influence around this, I mean, if you look at that, just the consumer the consumer pressures we have, right? We've had 15 interest rate hikes in South Africa back to back. In fact, the same, I think it was the first reprieve where no increase was announced, but no decrease was announced either. So the consumer pressure at a macro level is already being felt in our day-to-day spending and electioneering and election years bring with, uh, bring with it, you know, some macro sort of influences and concerns for the general public. One, the rand dollar will be impacted, which could mean the, the rand suffers to the dollar, which could mean the fuel prices will eventually go up, which ultimately impacts consumers. The noise of electioneering everywhere, whether it be street polls or on TV or broadcasting, could impact brands, how they're spending in those environments. So finding environments ultimately where you can avoid the noise, provide solutions in a way that the consumer is willing to listen to and, and then act on, I think is a key trend to watch out for this year. Thanks so much, Leslie, for that. He is the sales director at Reach Africa. When we come back, we'll stay taking a look at the state of different industries. We'll look at manufacturing, some data out there saying there's a little bit uh, of growth in the manufacturing sector, but a far cry from our glory days uh, in the 80s when it comes to manufacturing. I'll be speaking to G.R. van der Linde. He's a senior economist at Oxford Economics. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.